Hi guys, welcome to What? Make it Hallmark. Uh, my name is Patty. I'm Chingai. Hi guys, welcome to our first episode. Uh, Chingai and I have been very excited to share this with you guys as we've been planning it for maybe our entire lives. <laughs> <laughs> but first, thanks for dropping by. I wanted Chingai to walk you guys through why we've even decided to do this. I mean, every guy during the quarantine has a podcast, so why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, even before the quarantine, Patty and I have always loved listening to podcasts. We, we subscribe to a lot of the same ones. Most of them are political podcasts, but in the other end of the spectrum we also both love watching hallmark movies so it's not like the, the most seamless thing to go from a political podcast to a hallmark podcast but why not we have a lot of facets to ourselves yes <laughs> many layers so many layers and i think we wanted to have an outlet for all of this pent up energy Energy. The Filipino word for it is kilig, and yeah. there is no English description to it. I think the nearest one I found is frisson. But anyway, you, you would basically find Chingai and I as we watch in real time Hallmark movies. We're just WhatsApping each other or on Instagram, just messaging each other the entire time. So we thought, why not share these thoughts with the whole with, world? With the rest of the universe. Because, you know, our our (laughs) thoughts are so important. But yeah, we hope you enjoy this. So just to give you guys a a bit of a some context of how this is going to go or how we planned it in our heads. Let's see if it actually happens in (laughs) execution. We will basically round up four to five Hallmark movies that fall within a specific theme. Each week, we'll pick a theme. And why these themes? Because Hallmark usually has tropes, right? There's You all know what a Hallmark movie is. It's boy meets girl or boy already knows girl. There's some conflict. The, The level of conflict, questionable, but there's some conflict that they have to get through. And you know in the end, it's a happy ending. But there are tropes to it. For example, this episode, we're going to discuss all things culinary. There are so many chefs or pastry cooks or whatever. One of the tropes of Hallmark. So being competitive with colleagues or childhood sweethearts. Today, we will be covering the culinary world. And from those four to five movies, we will then have we have a set of criteria. So this is not all just subjective, but... It's quite scientific. It's very scientific. If you check out our outline, guys, there are averages here. There's a scoring system and some averages. But we will be discussing each of these movies with the five main criteria of the meet cute so that's when our, we get introduced or to how our characters meet we have the conflict how legitimate because goodness you guys we've seen too many hallmark movies where there is no conflict and they make a conflict out of nothing uh, the third criteria will be uh, the almost kiss this one is hallmark of every hallmark movie <laughs> you need it you need it and it's surprising if they don't have one the fourth one would be their chemistry the overall chemistry of the actors and finally obviously we have overall as a movie which one would be the best within its theme we also have some other criteria that we may or may not mention uh, surprise and i guess as we get to it that that's basically it we tried to be as scientific as possible with some sort of framework but it's just really us fangirling yes <laughs> all right that's enough intro for now when we're back we will dive right in okay so our first movie for our chef's kiss category is season for love starring autumn reeser and mark lucas so it's Whoa. been years it's been years since high school sweethearts Tyler and Corey saw each other and now they're back in Red Rock, Texas, competing in the annual barbecue cook-off. What are you doing here? Tell me what you need, Chef. I haven't seen her in 15 years. And now I can't get her out of my head. Season for Love is a it's a signature summer movie in the Hallmark calendar. Okay, what are your thoughts on the meet cute? Tyler and Corey. So because this is one of the Hallmark tropes of like childhood sweethearts, I liked how they first did the introductions of like where they are now of like, mm-hmm. I actually forget which one is Tyler and which one is Corey. I'm guessing Tyler is the guy. <laughs> and I'm guessing Corey oh, is the girl. Tyler the girl anyway? <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Yeah. It was the chef. See, this is how Hallmark kind of just muddles your mind. I like how they revealed that like they're both back in town. Mm-hmm. Let me preface this by saying I included this movie in the lineup 
lineup because Mark Lucas looks really <laughs> good in this movie. You'll notice a pattern here. But yeah, I, I liked it. I like the high school sweethearts reuniting is a usual Hallmark trope and like was it the best? Not necessarily. Yeah. But they they have a they have a natural flirtiness to them anytime they'd come on screen. So I, I appreciated it. Uh, yeah, what about me, you? Me too. I like the old friends thing, but I think Hallmark, it veered off the standard old friends instant sweethearts. You know what I mean? It's like you weren't sure in the beginning whether they had like legitimately, you know, some relationship when they were younger or they were just like friends with a flirty vibe going on. I appreciated it. Giving us surprises. I love it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is rare. Which is yeah. rare. Okay, let's move on to the to the conflict, quote-unquote. Tyler? Is Tyler the girl? <laughs> so I, Autumn, I don't know. Autumn Reeser starts out jobless. She, she moves back into town because she lost her job in San Francisco. And then now she moves into her parents' place. And the restaurant is slow. The bis- business isn't as good as it, as it used to be. Meanwhile, he's some celebrity chef in the big city, right? Then you're not really quite sure why he goes back into town. But then you find out that, I don't know, <laughs> there's something up with his career. And for me, just the conflict is kind of low stakes. Super low stakes. There's like no conflict. <laughs> there is no conflict. Yeah. And like even up to the ending, when everything was going okay, they've done the contest, blah, blah, blah. The main crux was like, oh, do I go back to New York or not? Or go yeah. back to San Francisco or not? And I'm like, no one cares yeah. at this point. Maybe after like two thirds of the movie, I wasn't paying attention anymore. And I've seen this movie <laughs> twice. I'm like, I, I don't care what's happening. I feel like Hallmark, they, when they try to add too many things... I lose interest. It's like, I want conflict, but just like one big thing. Not like a series of small things, which I feel is what's happening in this movie. Agree. You know that Coco Chanel take one thing off quote? Well, this one needed to take so much off. (laughs) Yes. We we have this mini criteria um, where we call it like the useless plot line. And this one had a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even remember. There was so much. I I usually, and I'll preface this, maybe I'm going to get all the hate now, but I usually hate children plot lines. Yes. And this one just had like a children plot line that I just didn't want to deal with. Actually, to be fair... I like the kid here. The kid wasn't bad. She wasn't but annoying. So but it was just another for... plot line we didn't need. Exactly. It was just not not for me in terms of conflict. Too low stakes. and Which mm-hmm. is sad because I feel like Autumn can bring that dramatic vibe which just wasn't there. Yeah. Okay, we go on to the almost kiss. There were, there were two almost kisses yeah. here. There was one in the backyard, like by the pit. <laughs> and then one at the Ferris wheel, which is cute. I mean, summer, you know? The Ferris wheel was cute, I have to say. But I think it just felt like you knew it was gonna happen. I prefer my almost, like, again, this is Hallmark. Who are we talking about? We must calibrate our expectations. So, but I feel like Hallmark's done almost kisses better. I I do appreciate the height differential between Mark Lucas (laughs) and Autumn Racer. And so, like, you know that there's, like, a tiptoe or she has to be in heels. And I like that because I'm also a very tiny person. Uh Uh Uh, At five feet, all of these Hallmark hunks would be towering over me. So I liked it. I liked that tiptoeing portion of it. So... I like yeah. the setting, the setting of yes. the almost kisses. Because yes. I feel like this makes season for love good. Like the where it's set, all the colors, all of that. So I think that adds value to the almost kiss, which is actually kind of, uh, it's kind of meh. Yeah, <laughs> But the like aesthetic. everything, yeah, yeah. That, that's what, you know, brings up the average, I feel. I mean, Autumn Razor in a summer dress, always yes. a good idea. Like, her yep. wardrobe in every Hallmark movie is always good, so I guess she has a good relationship with the stylist. But also, <laughs> Texas, summer, barbecue. Yes, they had, like, the cook-off and all that, and that's the usual Hallmark plotline. It just felt alive, and it felt authentic. Again, yes. I'm not from Texas. I don't know if it is. like, Or at least it felt authentic to the stereotype of what barbecue in Texas exactly. is like, about. And, you know, two-thirds of the movie that... I- actually paying attention to the whole time I wanted to eat barbecue <laughs> right <laughs> that's, what that's, sold true. It. that's what sold it to me more than whatever stupid conflict they were going through how yeah. were you finding on the chemistry though I think it was cute and yeah. I, I think they look good together I like how there's like this flirtation going on between the two of them 
I concur. Again, I put this in all caps. Mark Lucas is a hottie. I don't know if this is like me <laughs> coming from Buffy and like like how he has evolved and I feel like he's aging quite well. Like mm-hmm. his presence on screen, you know he's there. He yeah. I liked his outfits also in this movie because it felt very like just like, oh yeah, I'm home. I'm just in like chill clothes. Yeah. Um, but very but casual. still kind of preppy. Yeah, yeah very yeah. casual but preppy. But you look good. You know, like the, the clothes fit well. Yeah. Again, the things I look at in a movie are very different. <laughs> but also his flirt game was so on. Yes. And again, Autumn Reeser is one of the queens of Hallmark where you put her in any movie and she kind of brightens it up. Yep. Mark Lucas, you don't see him in as many movies. But when he's there, he shows up. And he showed up for this one. And mm-hmm. I love it. I like how like, the tension, it's very, you know, unfulfilled. <laughs> You're not sure if they were together when they were younger. But there's some weird unresolved tension that I think is what carries the chemistry through until you get distracted by the conflict. But, so yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry you keep bringing it up. The unresolved tension I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And fangirl like USD, right? The unresolved... Uh, yes, unresolved sexual tension, sexual tension and like but make it hallmark but make it hallmark because again what is sexual tension that doesn't exist in the hallmark universe mm-hmm. I, I like anytime they were on like a, again sucker anytime they're on a dance floor and they're like does anyone dance in real life like even <laughs> square dancing I don't know maybe in Texas I don't know but I've never been in like that kind of dancing it's always like drunken group dancing mm-hmm. but not like cutesy one-on-one square dancing and I'm a, such a sucker for that so yeah, yeah. all in all though <laughs> this movie's <laughs> average for me. I gave it a three. <laughs> it's just like right in the middle. It's not offensive. It's, it's, <laughs> <whew>. <laughs> yeah, not not offensive as a Hallmark movie is actually quite high praise because yeah. there's so many Hallmark movies that are quite offensive. Yeah, like like so. I want the barbecue sauce, but I it, it's not as spicy as I would Ooh. probably prefer. Yeah. It didn't have that special something in the barbecue. Not but enough I would seasoning. Still, <laughs> not enough seasoning, yeah. but I would still eat the barbecue. So yeah, mm-hmm. I also gave it a three. So overall, a pretty average Hallmark movie. And honestly, when you average out all the Hallmark movies, <laughs> it's still higher up on the scale. <laughs> Moving on from Season for Love, I'm telling you, Autumn Racer is the ultimate Hallmark girl, and I love her for it because our next movie is Love on the Menu, starring, once again, Autumn Reeser and When Calls the Hearts, Kevin Smith. Let me just preface this by saying Chingai and I have been going on a When Calls the Heart extravaganza over the past couple of months. So our feelings are about to erupt. And even if it's not for Kevin, it There's might... kind of a bias. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a bias, guys, clearly. But yeah, so Kevin Smith is in it. So the plotline of Love on the Menu is a chef makes a deal with a frozen food executive, that's Autumn, in order to save his restaurant. Teach me about great food. Lesson number one, love is the number one ingredient in any dish. Without that, you've got nothing. But love doesn't pay the bills. Do you believe in your restaurant? Let's make a deal. I think we're actually collaborating. I think we are. So, love on the menu. Fun fact that I found out while doing all the stalking and research, because, you know, research for this pod, is that Kevin actually wrote the script for this. I love that little factoid. So obviously, as I knew that, I took it to the grain of salt <laughs> as I reviewed this movie. Meet Cute, Chingai. How okay. did you like the Meet Cute? Yeah, so the Meet Cute here is he, uh, he's the chef. Gavin's the, the chef and he mistakes Autumn for a Michelin rep. Or actually, Michelin. in the movie, it's it's a gourmet food guide representative <laughs> who's like, supposedly rating his restaurant. Like he, So he mistakes her for, for that the reviewer. But I, I thought it was really charming and very natural. Um, there was like that wine spill where she accidentally spills wine on him on his like white uniform, which is like clumsy. Again, um, a typical Hallmark thing. I really liked it. I really liked the meat cute. I thought it was very charming. Agree. Complete agree. Mistaken identity is another trope that Hallmark loves to do in a meat cute. And I thought they did it quite well. I think I may be preempting myself, but overall, I like that this entire, like, everything I'll talk about when I talk about this movie is that it just felt so adult. It didn't feel like they were just playing around. Like, it felt not serious, but, like, it felt real. And, like, it could, like, okay, this is people in the real world doing yeah. real things with a, with a bit of love in it. Some Which love on the menu. Rare. So, it, it's rare. It's rare in Hallmark. It is so rare. It's so rare in Hallmark that, that it kind of stood out. So, yes, mistaken identity 
I like it. And and the way they resolved it when they did the reveal of like, oh, whoops, you're not that person was just quick. It wasn't like, oh, I'm mad yeah. at you forever. We're going to be enemies now, which is like the usual. In terms of conflict, though, I, I appreciate a conflict that is work-related because it's always just like, okay, yeah, work is dramatic. Uh, and the conflict in this movie is that obviously because they hire him to, well, one of the many conflicts, again, it's Hallmark. <laughs> uh, one of the many conflicts is that because uh, they hired Kevin's character to create a frozen food line once they got what they needed from him they kind of like cut the cord and this caused some drama because of people thinking that they were used blah 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 again maybe not my favorite conflict but like all right more than the conflict I appreciate how they resolve the conflict again in a very mature way of talking it out but yeah what are you how about you what do you think about the conflict I thought it was believable so I mean as far as Hallmark goes right so there's like the <laughs> believable but make it Hallmark yes so like there's the very easygoing professional chef guy and then and then there's the very sharp critic the strategist in Autumn's character, I I felt I like the contrast, although it was like very you know stereotypical. I actually I found it believable how like he lost his star, his quote unquote star, and how he wanted to like make it back up. So it, this kind of feels like a watered down version of all those like you know like Chef and all these like foodie movies. Yeah, but make it Hallmark. But yeah. make it Hallmark. Yeah, I believed it. Yeah, I bought I bought into it completely. I yeah. love it. I love it. I think another reason why I like this movie so much is because the almost kiss in this movie wasn't actually an almost kiss. He literally just went for it. Just so everyone knows, for those that haven't seen a Hallmark movie, they never kiss during the movie. They'll kiss at like the last scene or like the second to the last scene. And this movie, Kevin just went for it. Like they were in the kitchen after like a long day. She had taken his daughter out. Again, there's a kid here. Oh God. Um, but anyway, she had taken the daughter out and they had fun, whatever. And then they're in the kitchen and he just goes in and kisses her, which I was like, oh, like I what a like shock. We're not. Gavin's yeah. using his, um, his, his status in the Hallmark universe <laughs> to break protocol. And just, you know, I'm going to change the way we do things here. And, and I think that's why it's so believable because there's none of that pretend tension. There's just a kiss. Exactly. Yeah. And again, I love how they recover from these things. Like when after they kiss, like, oh, we're adults and we kissed. And like, not that I am an adult and I kiss <laughs> and this is how I would react. <laughs> Let me just preface this no, by saying like, that. The next day, it's like, okay, let's just kiss again in front of yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like he goes for it. And I love that so much mm-hmm. so again i love how this movie just takes the usual hallmark tropes normalizes it and makes it like real life so instead of but making it hallmark they made it like but make it real life which is yeah. so different yeah. from anything hallmark usually does and, and i really appreciated it chemistry wise though i thought that again because like kevin also is not necessarily like your usual Hallmark lead. And Kevin's a bit older also than the usual set, but I I really appreciated the chemistry he and Autumn had. Autumn, she's just like, she, she plays neurotic, but also practical really well. And... They are just so cute. Quote-unquote, mature love. <laughs> I really they're appreciate the, they're that. They're on the same level. It's like, you know, they're playing on the same field. Agree, agree. Yeah. Overall... I love this movie. I thought it was really cute. It was it moved at a good pace. Like it wasn't dragging. I was actually paying attention, which is <laughs> rare yes! for a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> it did make me want to eat, uh, as always. I, I thought like overall it was good, and Autumn looked great. Like her even af- before the makeover they had after the makeover, I thought that she her hair great. her hair was her really hair. good here. For me, so I appreciated this movie because it's like I found it more fresh, fresher than most Hallmark movies. But I think it was missing like electricity, and I feel yeah. like that's because Kevin isn't really like the electric kind of guy. So no, yeah, all his movies are just steady. Which is like why there's like. a kiss instead of an almost kiss, yeah. right? And that's what makes it refreshing also. So sometimes you don't need all that electricity. You just want, you know, some, someone you can rely on. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Yes, yes, we do want pragmatic. I feel like this is a pragmatic choice. I think the only one downside of this movie for me was the annoying, again, boss, the boss. of um, Autumn, who yeah. is played by the mother from Chesapeake Shores, another Hallmark series Chingai yes. yes. and I watch. But yeah, she was like the only downside for me because even the daughter was okay. All right, uh, so overall, really love this Above average, above average rating mm. for me for this one. And same for Chingai. So when we're back, we'll, we have uh, three more movies for you guys. Okay, so our next chef movie is a personal favorite. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about The Sweetest Heart, starring Julie Gonzalo and Chris McNally from Woo! When Calls the Heart. He plays Lucas Bouchard. And... Love yeah. of our life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Sweetest Heart is about okay, a girl, Maddie, who opens up a cupcake business with the help of an investment banker that she later develops a romance with. And then things get complicated when Nate, a former lover, re-enters oh, yeah, her life. Let's just focus on quality. That's what we're selling. You're going to have to date. She's right. <laughs> who wants a cupcake? I heard that Nate is back in town. I know he was your first love. I'm not falling for Nate again. I know. Because you never fell out of love with him in the first place. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so there's no real meat cute for this movie because <laughs> it starts out, they're kids, right? They're teenagers. So it, it's an immediate flat. There's no flashback. It started out that they're kids. And then we fast forward when she's already like running this bake shop and they've separated and blah, blah, blah. He walks into the cupcake and Coffee Cafe, which is the name of her <laughs> restaurant. She's a cupcake person, and he's like a cardiologist who's in town for a seminar. He knows that she manages the cafe, so she, he goes inside. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> what did you think about the new cute? So I'm not usually a fan of flashbacks, because it always has like the sepia tone, whatever, it's Hallmark. They're always on a bench. <laughs> They're always on a bench and some forest, yeah. promise rings and all that. But... When Chris McNally shows up on screen in that freaking cupcake and coffee shop, he lights up a screen. One of these newer Hallmark hunks, he knows how to bring it. He's very understated and is like doctor self. And I like that he came back and he was just like, hey, I'm here. And I like it. I, I approve. I think this is going to be like the rose-colored glasses ep- um, <laughs> movie of this episode. And when people watch it, they're like, what? But yeah, sorry guys, sorry not sorry. I, I I liked it. I thought it was okay. It was a good. It was a good reintroduction to him. I like how he bought all her cupcakes out. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's always he's giving her so much business in this movie. Honestly, like you don't need an yeah. investor. All you need is Chris McNally to go and exactly. buy out like sixty yeah. cupcakes in one go. And I I think like him being a cardiologist is like it's it's something new. I mean, we don't see a lot of doctors, like, and doctors as protagonists, because, like, if ever there was some doctor or some, you know, like, professional, he's always the bad guy. But this time, yeah, we get him as the hero, so yay. Yeah, I really like the cardiologist job. Like, again, that's rare, and you're right, they're never the leads. And at least I don't think there are many that hot doctors in my life, so it was <laughs> nice to see a hot cardiologist and be like, yes, I would like you to cure my heart. Thank you very much. <gasps> Yeah, I guess that's why they call it Sweetest Heart because he's a cardiologist. Okay. Yes. It just sunk in. So now. smart, Hallmark. So, so smart. smart. So smart. Okay. <laughs> so we move on to the conflict. What do you think about the quote unquote conflict of the Sweetest Heart? Like, we, we've always gotten the he went away and then he comes back. This is another one of the favorite tropes of Hallmark. And although, like, it's not necessarily my favorite, I like how he tried to make up for his leaving. By number mm. one, he wasn't assuming that they would get back together. He was just like, hey, like, I just want to try to be friends with you. Or at least can we be okay? Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. even asking for much. And I like the fact that he was just really helping her business. Like, giving her referrals. Making her cater his, like, whatever, cardiology, like, workshop. So I like that he kept bringing her customers. And he was just always there. So conflict-wise, yeah. like, I wasn't really like, all right, he broke her back and now he's back. Cool, whatevs. But how he handled himself when he got back, which is something I, I really appreciated. The courtship angle was good, but I'll talk about that later. In terms of conflict also, 
Like, I guess the conflict came from outside factors, not really between the two leads. It's more of like losing the business or not getting an investor or having like an outside party come in. Like, I, I really didn't like the third wheel <laughs> in this movie. Useless. Me, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th- that was just like a, a useless plot point we didn't need. The almost kiss, though? So he kisses her on the cheek accidentally, right? Oh. And I waited a really long time for the almost kiss to come, but he's so polite, this doctor guy. Like, he doesn't make a move at all, and he plays the friend card really well until he can't help himself. He just, like, naturally kisses her and then on the cheek. <laughs> so that was very sweet. That was really sweet. I mean, it could have been a little more flirty, but, you know. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't a flirt. Yeah. Exactly. I felt like they they felt so much more innocent. Like I don't know if it was because they were childhood sweethearts or whatever. And again, this is Hallmark, so I mean, how uninnocent can you get? But there was again, if we call back to season for love, they had that flirtiness to them. You know, they had that mm. banter. Here it just it felt was playful. Kinda, yeah, it was playful. Here it was just kind of like ugh, one note, and in a non-cavern mature way it just felt yeah. like and it's sad because when calls the heart proves that chris mcnally can do flirty we watched 10 million super cuts of him being flirty he can do yeah. it it's just that yeah. maybe the material wasn't calling for it so this almost kiss fell a bit flat for me it was so chaste this movie which leads us to their chemistry i do like how like i said like how he courts her and how you know he's playful with Taking her photo, all of that, like to yeah. be sne- sneaky, as sneaky as like some really earnest dude can be. So that was really cute, I think. And I liked how he wasn't just a cardiologist; he was also like some aspiring food photographer. Like, oh, look, look at the look at the photos I can take on my iPhone. I know how to build a website for your cupcake and coffee cafe to impress the, you know. I mean. I, that, as far as chemistry goes, I think he brought it. I mean, that's like a really tame bringing it, but he still did. And I like how, you know, they're, they're, they're very chaste, but you can see a conversation going between the two of them. It's not stunted or anything yeah. like that. And there are. There are Hallmark movies that I guess if we were to equate their language of love, it would be acts of service. <laughs> because yes. Chris McNally... Brought he likes to it. serve. He likes to serve. He served. I, I found, like, again, another thing Hallmark movies a staple is, like, the montage. And for the montage, like, the musical montages here is they're rushing a set of cupcakes that they have to do for, like, the VC investor that was coming in. Yeah. Chris McNally's character, of course, he helped her bake when she was a kid, so she still knows how to do the recipe. So they did it in the hospital canteen or something, like, something yeah. strange. But... Seeing him with his forearms baking, like, yes, I, I appreciate I, it. I feel like we could have used more of those scenes because this movie tends to, like, go off. Like, it's one of those <laughs> Hallmark movies that, like, tries to force a storyline for the side characters. So there's this whole side story for the best friend and I don't know who else. Like, I don't, I don't care, care about them. Like, just, just show them just, just show them baking some more or exactly. taking more iPhone pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, oh, what are our thoughts? I'm sorry, but like, despite my bias for Chris McNally, this went below average for me. Because they're both attractive, but I felt the story was still too generic. Oh, definitely. This is definitely below average for me as well. I, I would go as far to venture in saying that if Chris McNally were not in this movie, I would not even consider watching it. Like Same. I watched for him and him alone. And when he wasn't on screen, I was not paying attention. So, <laughs> And I watched this four times for him. <laughs> so this is a below average movie, right? And yet. So, so this is our appeal to Hallmark to please put Chris McNally in a above average movie. It doesn't even have to be like a five, like a five crown movie. It just needs to be above average because if we watch this four times and I watch it like two times, so... Imagine how many times we would watch a really good one. So yeah, sorry. If they paired him with, a, with an Autumn Reeser. Oh my gosh, if they paired him with like a Hillary Burton. But anyway, exactly. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sweetest Heart was out. Moving on to, I guess, our fourth movie. From When Calls the Heart, we move on to Chesapeake Shores. We come with The Secret Ingredient. So The Secret Ingredient stars Aaron Cahill, 
and Brendan Penny of Chesapeake Shores. Honestly, Brendan is already adorable on Chesapeake Shores, and he looked even better on The Secret Ingredient. So The Secret Ingredient tells the story of a small-town baker named Kelly, that's Erin Cahill, who gets a big surprise when she is invited to compete on a Valentine's Day baking (laughs) show in New York City, and an even bigger surprise when she runs into her ex-fiancé. Wow. You want me to be a contestant on your show. Chefs, let the challenge begin. Good luck. You feel underdressed. (laughs) You look absolutely beautiful. Look fine. Thoughts on this movie's meet cute? I feel it was properly awkward. So like, you know, your ex-fiance is showing up at a family party and your your family obviously loves him, doesn't tell you about it. I think it was properly awkward. I think the two of them played it really well. Very natural and yeah. I like so the I tension. Agree. I wouldn't call Aaron Cahill and Brendan Penny, like, the biggest Hallmark stars. Like, they have some movies between the two of them. In fact, they have quite a bit. But for me, this movie makes the case for them to have more and to kind of push them more into the spotlight. They handled this, like, surprise welcome home party quite well. Like, the way Aaron was very, like, no, I don't want to stay, I don't want to stay, because she knew that he would be there. And... On the other hand, Brendan Penny being like, Ugh, I have to act surprised. My sister is throwing you on. I don't want a surprise. I thought they did it cute. Again, maybe not the best kind of meet cute, but I thought it was handled quite nicely. I have to give it to this movie, though, because uh, the, the conflict of this one is quite... It's a bit convoluted, but the point is they're both on the same reality show, like some side of like uh, the GBBO, British. Great British Break Off, or like one of those like top chef types of reality show so I like the fact that there's a reality show because that's always fun in a Hallmark movie because the way they view reality shows is just strange but I like it I feel like the conflict in the end was that what was it exactly that they were competing or that he was the ex-fiance or what that they had the same recipe at the finale or was it like like there was so many different mini conflicts that I just wasn't really like as convinced that it was a good enough conflict. Maybe that's why they made up for it in abundance of conflicts rather than like making it like one big dramatic one. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. just I it was just alright for me. I like the reality show and and the fact that it's like in the beginning they don't know that they're competing against each other. I think that they did that well. Like they set it up, you know, like taking us through the studios and then seeing, yeah. you know, how how each participant is like ushered so that you don't see everyone else but then wow they they run into each other in new york city what are the chances blah 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 so i felt that ramp up my excitement when it came to the movie but then everything else the typical hallmark story about her parents restaurant not having any money and then him and his job in paris (laughs) i don't really care about that like they made such a big deal out of it but honestly they could have just kept it at the reality show level and then i would have been fine yeah like there's so much to a reality show they could have delved in that more because the set was great like the set of the reality show like production level is beyond the usual hallmark so i feel like they could have utilized it so much more instead they've dwelled on like the sous chef of the French chef that was like angry like I was like I don't need this conflict too many extra plot lines I didn't care about and I think the shocking thing for me in our next criteria of like the almost kiss is that there was none none they had a ton of opportunities they were in New York City they you know they could have milked that but I mean obviously they were they were in in New York City filming this (laughs) (laughs) they were not they were only in Vancouver but you know (laughs) Yeah, no, they had so many opportunities when they were at the hot dog stand at night. Anytime there's twinkly lights, you think it's an almost kiss, but they didn't use it. And I was a bit disappointed in that. And I think that's what dragged down the average for me. Yeah. Because you are a Hallmark movie, you must have a almost kiss or a kiss. You either have an almost kiss or just go for the kiss. Exactly. And they did yeah. go for the kiss, but at the freaking last part when they already got engaged. So re-engage. I, I wasn't for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was a bit sad. Same, uh, same. Chemistry-wise, what did you think, Chingai? I love their flirty vibe in the kitchen. I think Brandon Penny does well. It's like he gives looks. <laughs> he looks at his leading lady really well. And I think Aaron Cahill like, receives it well, too. So, yeah, I like, I like that. Like, they, he doesn't even have to talk a lot. And I can feel the chemistry. 
I don't know if it was Hunter Harris on Twitter that did a thread, or if it was Alana Bennett that did an entire thread on the look TM trademark of like all these huh. TV shows with like the look. And yeah, you're right. Brendan Penny does uh, the look quite well. I think a few Hallmark actors, and I, I guess it's a sense of preference as well of who you would like to look at you. Uh, but yeah. he, 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 I wouldn't kick him out. But also, he looked really good with like the scruff. The scruff. The scruff. Yeah. He he did really well with the scruff. And I think Erin Cahill is so likable in a non and and she's just like so effervescent in a non annoying way. Because sometimes they're like these Hallmark actresses are just like, please, like, stop too much. And she just gives the right amount. I like the two of them. Because, like, okay, they may not be like the top tier Hallmark stars, but I like how they're both non generic. Yeah. They have like the cookie, pun intended, the cookie cutter (laughs) Hallmark, you know, actors and actresses. And they're not that. You can can sense, you know, you can differentiate them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They have a differentiating factor. They have a USP. You cannot say that for all of Hallmark. So overall, I actually did enjoy this one because of like the different setting. Reality show is always a good idea. I wasn't too happy with the host. She was kind of annoying. Like I feel like yeah. it was like a ripoff of Padma Lakshmi. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. But I did love the wardrobe, the coats. Like I love the Valentine's Day theme. Like they really yeah. sold me on the reds, all the, yeah. the coats, the winter yeah. brights, all of that. Very good. And I like that they both had the same job and that they were both good at it. So that no one was better than the other. And like and despite it being a reality show competition, it wasn't like the we're competing against each other trope where we're trying to like egg each other out you know it was a good movie yeah. i think it was like a average-ish uh it's like between for me it's like between average and above average oh a little, for a me little higher than a little average. higher for you for me oh this is interesting for me it was between <laughs> average and below slightly below average like okay. I, I wasn't bored but i also wasn't like wow then i think i was expecting more because of who was in it so yeah Expectation reality. Anyway, that's all right. Which leads us to... Our fifth movie. It's an oldie but a goodie. Starring Hilary Burton and Victor Webster. This is Summer Villa. Summer Villa. Before I even knew I liked Hallmark movies, I had seen this movie. And, you know, it just raised the bar for me. Um, And then it was all downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Not with Chris McNally. Okay. (laughs) So this movie um, is about a romance novelist with writer's block and a celebrity chef um, suffering from a bad review. They accidentally end up staying at the same French villa for the summer. So suspension of disbelief, same French villa for the summer. We know that's not in France. But anyway. I think it's hilarious you're a romance novelist. Why is that? Because you claim to be an expert on love, yet here you are, totally single, not even giving this blind date a chance. Nice to meet you, Chef Cupid. Could you please not set me up with any of your uptight friends anymore? I'm not uptight. We start with a meet cute, and okay, I I feel like this veers off Hallmark's usual tropes because I feel like this is like very racy for Hallmark because the setting is New York City, and they needed a bar, which I think is like <gasps> daring, very daring for Hallmark. They never meet at bars. <laughs> They're set up, right, by his sister, and they meet at his restaurant, and then he... It's a case of mistaken identities again, but they resolve that quickly, and then, yeah, they don't like each other. So what do you think about the meet cute? I loved it. You're right. This is so unlike any other Hallmark movie meet cute. And this movie overall for me is just so unlike any other Hallmark movie. Similar to you, I watched this back in 2016. I wasn't also, again, to the level of obsession with Hallmark movies as I had, but I watched this one and I tweeted about it. I remembered it. Like, I wasn't really openly talking about my love of Hallmark or at least the fact that I actually watched Hallmark movies back then, but I was so moved by how good it was that I tweeted about it. And the best part about it is that it stands the test of time because I watch this movie now and it's still really good the obnoxiousness of chef cupid assuming this other girl was the date the blind date i thought it was just overall like yes yes victor Victor webster Webster plays bad boy chef very very well (laughs) super we don't get a lot of bad boys in bad boys in hallmark 
Not at all. So, and this if is you a guys thought plus. if you guys thought I like Mark Lucas, Victor Webster would probably be one of my top what two to three all time favorite Hallmark hunks. So and it's just literally because of this one movie. Like it changed my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember like I don't know, I found this movie on YouTube like at midnight many, many years ago and, and like I, I stayed up till like what, two in the morning just watching it and I was completely blown away. So yes. At, at like one I, there X may speed. have been tears. There may have been tears. <laughs> I watched it at one X speed for sure and it was perfect. So yeah, that meet cute? Yes. More of that hallmark. Don't be afraid to get a little daring, quote unquote. Yeah, and and I think that crosses over into the conflict of the movie as well. I feel like this movie's conflict is legitimate because they both have career risks. We have a romance novelist who can't write anything; nothing's coming out, and then he's losing his his steam in the kitchen. He's getting a lot of flack for being chef cupid and just you know being some bad boy chef and not really producing anything legitimate. So. Also, the actual, the two of them living in the same house. So this conflict, like, upon my rewatch of this movie, I just immediately remembered the movie Something's Gotta Give. And the, but make it Hallmark. So the the conflict between Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton there, you know, the cat and dog kind of thing. They have their own areas of the house, all of that coming into play. I, I felt was really cute. It was warranted. All their fighting was... It was great. I I agree. The writer's block, the bad rating, I felt for them. And I like that how it was career-driven individually and not necessarily dependent on each other. Because I feel like a lot of the Hallmark movies are like, yeah, this is my my career is on the line and this person can like directly help me. Like I help you with the frozen foods. And here it's like they both kind of had to go on their own journeys also. What? They have their own lives. They yeah. have their own lives. They are they are full individuals apart from each other. I also really like that she comes out and says somewhere maybe in like the what last one third of the movie that she fell in love with him like when she called up the sister and says like i think i fell in love with your brother Mm. like that is so refreshing and rare in the hallmark universe because no one ever ever admits anything until like the last scene when they're both like she acknowledges it yeah exactly there's no denial and even he does right When, when he gets jealous that there's some french guy blah 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 he owns up to being attracted to her. Exactly. And he tells the daughter, like, yes, game on. Let's do this. And I also like that they said goodbye. Like, again, there was a goodbye scene because, like, she packs up and goes out from the summer and she goes by. She says, okay, yeah, goodbye. And they do it in such a mature way. Again, I guess this is my age talking. But Mm. I like that they, when she goes, oh, you're leaving? And usually when it's that, like, someone just storms off and, like, oh, now they're angry at each other. Instead here, like, he sat down in the bed with her and he goes, like, do you want to talk about it? I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) They're processing together. (laughs) Exactly. And then he lets her go. Like, she just, and she did it. They talked with no drama. She's like, yeah, summer's over. Over, time to go and it just was like oh you guys can be real and you guys can talk that way i loved it i conflict like yes i believed it it was real i love the way they handled things no okay. drama reading into the the almost kiss i felt like this was where this movie didn't really do it for me which mm. is probably controversial they they went strawberry picking he brought her into the woods behind the house the villa and, you know, he did this pretty thing, close your eyes, and he feeds her a strawberry. And I feel like that's, like, the almost kiss moment, like, you know, bringing attention to the lips and all of that. But I don't know. I wasn't, like, I wanted more because I felt like there could be more because he's so, like, he's so bold. And she's yes. bold as well. So I feel like there could have been more, like, cat and dog action with the almost kiss. How about you? That's a thing, right? When I was watching this, rewatching this before we decided on all of these movies, like I was sending you screenshots of every single time Victor Webster showed up on screen because his <laughs> presence is just like I am you have to fan yourself. Like he is that hot. Like or at least his presence is that intense for me. So I I, I agree with you that that scene with the strawberry picking was like, come on, you could sell this more. But then there was that other almost kiss of after they went on the failed date because then they had to help out at the restaurant. The post date that wasn't actually a date and then they were in the dark. Yeah. And she was like, and then they were like, thank you, sorry, the date didn't turn out the way you wanted it or maybe I had planned. And then they hug and after yeah. the hug and it's just shadows and you're like, you know, this is going to get interrupted. And true enough, the stupid the kid. kid, stupid, <laughs> stupid kid. I did not like the like, kid. I, I did not like this child. I feel like this scene had tension 
and it was enough. Also, the one other... My God, there are three almost kisses, I realized. The day of the competition, taste of France. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no such thing in France. But anyway, she was like, hey, it's your big day. How are you feeling? Good luck. And then he was like, whatever, whatever. He's okay. I'm, I'm feeling good. And then she goes, come here. And he, he goes like, what? Like, come there? And she's like, yeah. And he... It's like she was doing the come hither and saying it to his face of like, no, you come here and I'm going to give you a kiss. Almost like without saying it. And he comes and then the doorbell fucking rings. This is unheard of in Hallmark to be that <laughs> bold, to be like, yeah. come here, I'm going to kiss you. That it was like, and it wasn't the ending yet. So I felt like so many missed opportunities. I like those two. The strawberry one, again, yeah, I agree. Not necessarily like the best, but I felt like the other two were like, not bad, not bad. That's fair. <laughs> I think that this movie does excellently with chemistry. I think I this this is the standard for for all chemistry. Whether like even after even past Hallmark, right? Yeah. There, there's just there's just something about the two leads, Hillary Burton and Victor Webster, the way they go at each other. It it's there's something different there. The banter was off the charts. Everything, like my notes on this is in all caps. It just says chemistry fucking off the charts. Again, the premise of this entire podcast is that we discuss movies in a Hallmark setting, in a Hallmark universe where expectations and everything is calibrated on the Hallmark scale. And yet this movie, I feel, surpasses that in a good way. So this is the don't, you don't have to make it Hallmark, but you can still be on the Hallmark channel. Um, yes. Because this is the gold standard. This yeah. is the crowning jewel of, like, I again, I have no words. I love this movie. It's something we had to include in the first episode because it's all, all downhill from here. I'm no, just kidding. There's others. <laughs> that's <But> not true. <laughs> that's not true. There's so many others. But I feel like if you were to ask me top of mind, quick favorite Hallmark movie, Summer Villa would be the movie I would say. It I merits enjoy. it merits tears, I think. It's a kind of movie that like the movie ends, then you kinda wanna rewind and like yeah. watch the last couple of like and relive everything. And, and this is the movie that you want a sequel for, but also don't want a sequel for because we all know the sequels always turn out bad. So you don't want to ruin a good thing. You don't want to ruin a good thing. So I, I like also how like the ending was just so like, that is a strange place to have it. Like at the foot of the restaurant as they're leaving. Like it was a bit strange for me. Other strange things would be like the third party. Like that was like, the ugliest like French dude they could find. Like honestly. And the butcher. The butcher girl was like, ugh, oh, please. Despite those minor mishaps, this is still definitely our favorite of the bunch. This movie makes me want to put Hillary Burton Victor Webster in another movie. And you know, everything. like have the two of yes. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's high, high, high. High, high, high on the scale. <laughs> so yeah. So I guess that, that the highest marks. The highest mark. All the Michelin stars. So I guess for this episode, we want to congratulate Summer Villa. Note that down, guys. If there's out of the five movies we discussed today, if you had to watch one, please check out Summer Villa. back thanks for sticking around guys but before we end the show we wanted to have like our some of our favorite podcasts always have like an ending segment which they repeat every single time so on one of the crooked media podcasts that chingai and i listen to they have something called keep it where they tell people to keep it and i thought we were thinking of like what would be a good segment for us and in the spirit of Hallmark and the hunks of Hallmark that we obviously are a big part of why we watch all of these movies. We thought we would do the classic game of Mary Kill. I know we just said the F word in a Hallmark podcast, but you know what? We're breaking the rules. So pretty simple for those that aren't aware. Fuck Mary Kill means that you choose um, based on the five character or the male leads in these movies. Uh, we would then choose to fuck Mary or kill. Three out of the five. So, Chingai, do you want to start with your fuck Mary Kill? We start with the fuck. We start with the fuck. We start with the fuck. Okay, I, I think there's no contest here. I, it would be Victor Webster and Summer Villa. <laughs> Honestly, same seas for me. I would also okay. fuck Victor Webster's Chef Cupid. There is just like, again, no question. You'd think that he'd be the Mary, but no, he isn't. He, he'd be the fuck. He, he seems no, like, the be like... the bad boy always is the fuck one. Right? Always, always. And you know what? He delivered. So 
resounding yes to the yes. fuck to uh, Victor <laughs> Webster. All right. Who is your Mary? Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain myself. No. But maybe I don't. <laughs> I would marry Chris McNally in the sweetest heart. Because, you know, because he's a doctor. <laughs> my, my future is secure. My health is secure with him. My heart is secure with him. I'd marry him. I, I support you. So the thing is, like, I had... I had a different answer, but then in the last minute, I changed it. So my original answer was Kavan, Smith's character, to marry. But then I realized he had a kid. So I'm like, oh. no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. I'm just really... Like, she wasn't a bad kid, but no. So I changed my mind, and instead, I choose. Mm-hmm. So instead, mm-hmm. I choose Mark Lucas from Season for Love. Because, oh. uh, like, he was my other fuck choice. But, like... Now I realize, nah, you know what? He seems like a like a cool guy I wouldn't mind marrying. So yeah. You really so I, have a he, thing for him, huh? I do. I really do. You know that the Christmas movie that he was in? I was super in love with it, even if it was meh. So yeah, I don't know. If you notice like the Victor Webster and the Mark Lucas types, like these like manly men that really have like a presence on screen. Yeah. So clearly that's one of my hallmark types. But yeah. You can have a like a barbecue for your wedding reception. Exactly. Wasn't oh, that kinda cute? Yeah. Actually yeah. that's yeah. super cute. Or maybe like a rehearsal dinner, because you know that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which leads us to our kill. I'm sorry. Who is your kill, Chingai? Oh no, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's a Mark Lucas from <laughs> season four. Okay. I'll, your take him. I'll take him. You can you don't have to kill him, I'll just take him from you. Yeah, I guess he's just not my type. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the WhatsApp messages I keep sending you or not I, at all. Not I, at all. I rave about him. <laughs> it's not even that he's that cute. This is what he has presence, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind waking up to that. I'm sorry, my kill is Brendan Penny's character and secret oh. ingredient. Sorry. It's just like uh I don't know, it was hard. I obviously don't want to kill Chris McNally. And I don't want to kill Kevin either. So I guess the, the character, or rather the actor, I feel less, the least amount of feelings for would be Brendan Penny. Uh, mm-hmm. Brendan Penny's character in The Secret mm-hmm. Ingredient. So, sorry, sorry, dude. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that, that, that ends our, uh, our first, our maiden episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, this mistake that we've done. Uh, so please do follow us on Twitter at ButMakeItHallmark. So you can give us your thoughts. And if there are any Hallmark tropes or specific movies you want us to discuss in the future, we'd love to hear from you guys. Constructive criticism, hopefully non-hate mail, and just general fangirl feels for uh, Hallmark movies. If we've convinced you to see any of these movies, we'd love to hear what you think about them and if we've, you know, if we've made a case for them. Yeah, and we hope we did. So thanks for listening. I know we've rambled on for hopefully under an hour if we edit this correctly. And if we didn't, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thank you so much, Chingai. Thank you, And also I want to say a special thank thank you you to Pietro Lizatine for our music. Soundcloud.com slash Pietro Lizatine. And to... Paula Lizatian for our artwork. You can follow her on Instagram at Paula Lizatian. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you again next time, hopefully, on But Make It Hallmark. <laughs>